0: Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co author of Listen to My Life Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story, Sharon Swing.
1: Good evening, everybody. This is Joan Kelly with One Life Maps, and I'm sitting here with Sybil Towner at The Springs um, in Indiana, their retreat center. And Sybil, welcome. Thank you.
2: I'm happy to be here and so glad you're here at The Springs.
1: Yes, it's been a fun, full day. We've actually been on retreat as a a board. Um, We had Beth Borum here today with her husband, Dave. And so um, we have been thinking about retreat, and I thought it might be fun tonight to hear from you, Sybil, a little bit about um, what brought you and Dick here this season of your life to start the Springs together with your friends, Skip and, and Linda Holmes. Um, But tell us a little bit about the story of of what brought you here and why you felt this was an important place in this season of life.
2: Yes. Well, in one way, uh, we would never have dreamed – of coming to the Springs. But um, while we were uh, in Chicago um, on staff of uh, at Willow Creek, we just began to get the sense a bit of restlessness. And that's often the way that God gets our attention. And um, Dick has long felt that when our time there was finished that we would move back to Cincinnati because family was here and it's where we'd come from. So it had that sense of being at home. But through a series of what I call yeses to God, we just um, shared just a little bit of what we were hoping for in this new season, and because we were thinking that we would live in an apartment, but people knew Dick's love of creation and that, um, they just kind of asked him questions here and there, and then got in touch with someone who was actually looking for property, invited us into the process of looking with him with the idea that we would just build a little cabin and uh, have a place to retreat to. Mm-hmm. and really enjoy creation. But the story unfolded in a very different way. Um, we did look at property, found one, the springs that seemed uh, just the best one of all we had looked at, and went down the pike with this uh, person on procuring it. At the very end, he was unable to uh, go forward with it. And so we were just left with doing this in some sense on our own, which we didn't want to do, and we thought of our friends Skip and Linda Holmes, who have always loved retreat, and uh, they had been in our home uh, in Cincinnati for 24 years after we had left after 25, and they have wanted to do this. So through a phone call, we landed that this would be a place that we would both come together and partner in a retreat ministry. That's beautiful.
1: I mean, Skip, it was like sight unseen, I think, right? Oh, yes. yes.
2: He he was on assignment uh, with Procter & Gamble in Thailand. He made Dick his... uh, executor of his financial affairs, and he said, just make it happen. His son came and was our first uh, uh, operations right. person, and uh, there was a lot of deferred maintenance. But we saw that this was a place that had the potential of inviting uh, people in Christian ministry to come away for retreat, Either as families, as boards, as small groups, um, where there were four cabins here in very good condition that would house five to six people. So uh, uh, as many as 24 could be here at time and they prepared their own food. Uh, and we came, when we came on site, we began to upgrade the grounds mm-hmm. and realizing part of retreat is creation. Mhm. And so making this space the sort of hidden beauty that was here and beginning to plant flowers and uh vegetables and uh, mark out trails where people could hike create benches that had scripture verses that allowed a a kind of a labyrinth retreat and mm-hmm. even building a labyrinth right. and uh, and then just recently a year ago someone um in memory of his wife and a good friend of Skip said I'd love to build uh, a chapel if that would be something you all would like to do so almost 2 years um not quite 2 years ago uh we built um had a chapel built that um seats about 15 to 17 and is just Absolutely. It is a, a beautiful container. space. It's a container for retreat. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the acoustics are beautiful. You can sing looking out the windows and there are stained glass windows in it. Anyway, it just helped us. Um, we feel like it was kind of the, kind of crowning peace when you couldn't be outside, right. that you could be inside. Right. So I just, I, I, as I was talking with you earlier, I thought of the text from um, Isaiah 30. You want and, to read that, Sybil, um, and yes. just tell us about what what scriptures say about retreat. yes for, So this is um, Isaiah speaking for the Lord to a people who really are not anxious mm-hmm. to hear him. And he says this, for thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Mm -hmm. And there's something in that. What are we returning to? We're actually returning to the one who created us. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're returning to hear his voice of love because mm-hmm. most of us in the days of our weeks in ministry, in any kind of work, in families, we have many distractions, challenges, and places where we're not sure if we're doing well or doing what we think is the right thing. We wonder if the Lord hears us, mm-hmm. and we wonder if he loves us. Yes, And so— A part of the work of retreat is really to come and be still, Mm. be still and hear the voice of love.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And some have uh, said uh, that in the scriptures, even announce it through the Psalms in the beginning, but creation is the first Bible before Mm -hmm. there were any words. And uh, Paul, when he's talking to the young church at Rome, says, The creation shows forth the invisible character of God and makes it visible. Mm -hmm. And so when people walk in the quiet of creation here at the springs— there is almost a hundred percent chance that they'll have an encounter with God, oh, I
1: agree. I mean, I've walked here many times all the seasons, and it, sometimes in the rain, sometimes in the rain and the, sometimes the first footsteps through the snow no. or i I love to come and kind of notice the trees and just even the sounds that the trees make in different seasons and and I love to think now John and I are on the board here. Think about the ministry leaders that come here for retreat and how they're experiencing God every yes. time they they come onto the property. Yes. For me, there's something that happens after, as I get off of Davison Road and come up the, the gravel
2: driveway. Just, just like a greeting from yes. God, really. There's a little sign when you drive out uh-huh. that says, it's a place to return to. Uh-huh. So uh, people come during the week, they come on a weekend, and uh, and we have a, um, if you go to the springsindiana.org, you you can uh, see our uh, vision statement, and uh, our goal is to be God-led, guest-centered, and creation-sensitive. Mm-hmm. And so we won't build more cabins because mm-hmm. the space of quiet will then be sort of dissipated. We think that the space can hold um, the number of uh, spaces that we have available. So, Sybil, why, why ministry leaders as your
1: focus here? Really, you know, if people call to come, that is a question we we ask as people
2: register. Why, why ministry leaders? Well, because we are a charitable trust, mm-hmm. and a charitable trust has to say— why they exist. Mm -hmm. And so um, that uh, trust was actually given to us. It was a charitable trust before we uh, got it, Mm -hmm. and it was designed for Christian ministry leaders. And so we have um, taken Mm -hmm. that trust and we certainly have expanded it to volunteer leaders mm-hmm. uh, we've expanded it to um ministry families, but it is not a place to come on vacation right it's really a place to slow mm-hmm. to rest to walk your um your um iPhones and other electronic devices actually don't work real well here. They don't. I think God does that on purpose, actually. Yes. yes. Uh, we've had families come that are so happy that nothing works. Right. And uh, and the children read. Um, in the summertime, they go out in the boat. Some of yeah. them go swimming. And uh, some like to go fishing. All kinds of things that slow you to the rhythm of creation, so Sybil, what would
1: you say is the difference? So, when I think of vacation, I kind of think of the word recreation. So, what? How would you? What would you say the difference between recreation and
2: retreat is? Well, retreat is for the purpose, and and I would say pretty much sole purpose of connecting to God. Now, the reasons for connecting to God may be as varied as the people who come. That come walk on the door. They Mm -hmm. may be in a very hard place Mm -hmm. and just need to know that God is with them. Mm -hmm. They may be in a place of making a decision and coming for discernment and wanting to hear God what would be the next step forward. Mm They may be in a relational difficulty right. and wanting to hear God in that. We've had people come who have been grieving
0: mm-hmm.
2: and have found this to be a place where their tears can be received. Right. And, um, and one of the other things that we offer here is on site. Both uh, Linda Holmes and I are spiritual directors, and people can— um, make a plan with us to have a time to be listened to. Mm-hmm. So someone just came this week, a pastor, and she wanted to meet with me before she went into her two days of of quiet. And she was really seeking to discern um a next step in her life. Mm-hmm. And often um because it's a part of uh Dick and my our ministry is we'll invite uh, someone that we may have not met before Mm -hmm. or someone that we know to join us for a meal and just listen to them. We might do um, a part of the hours of prayer, Mm -hmm. but we just enter into the space with them and and just believe in God for them as someone— Who is a part of God's creation. Mm -hmm. It's just another way of encountering God. Mm -hmm. And
1: I think, I think God knew we needed it. I think of the, you know, the Matthew 11 verse 28 to 30 is particularly in the message. The first part of that says, are you tired? Are you worn out? out. Are you burned out on religion? And, you know, I've read that several times in many different, you know, scenarios and you kind of look around the room and you can just see it in people's eyes, like, Oh, that's me. He's talking to me.
2: Yes. And and one of the other things I think about, Joan, that you experienced in um, coming to uh, be uh, equipped as a spiritual director and uh, came in the spirit of retreat, Mm -hmm. but also in the spirit with uh, about nine or ten other people to – To be together, to not go Mm off-site, and to have meals together, and to actually do spiritual practices together, to do silence in community. Yes. And uh, and that is a powerful experience Mm -hmm. as well. So how is that different, Sybil, if you were describing something
1: doing silence in community versus just going on a day of silence on your own? What do you
2: experience that's different? Well, I think one, you experience a certain amount of respect. Mm-hmm. You are really a part of your quiet. Is you're wanting the person next to you to hear God, mm-hmm. yeah, and so you're even conscious of, of uh, your stomach growling, mm-hmm. or, or conscious of a of a cough that's trying to be released uh-huh. that you really want to. Be a part of making this a space where they can hear God. And there are people who are a bit fearful Mm -hmm. of being alone with God. Oh, sure. And often has to do with their image of God. Right. That God's a judge or is Mm -hmm. punitive. And so they stay as far away from that as possible. Well, or they're worried that God's not going to speak, right? Yes. Yeah. And so the silence or they won't be found. Mm Mm-hmm. -hmm. And so that silence, depending on what the story is of that person, can feel like rejection. Right. Um, It can feel like abandonment. Mm -hmm. Um, It can just feel like, all right, I've tried this. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm.
1: I like to think, too, if I think about people coming to do retreat in community. Um, I, I get expectant for the other yeah. people of how God's gonna meet them. I love to see them as just visual reminders that that God is in yeah. this place. Sometimes I need a a visual reminder besides a tree, I need to see a living person. And so that's what I love to kind of think about. And particularly when you have an opportunity, you know, to connect with that yes. group of people maybe at the end of the day and, you know, just name and notice where God was at.
2: Yes. And to notice how he meets each of us in a different way. Oh my goodness. So yes. it, so what it does, it opens up that the ways I thought God met, I, I only thought he could meet me if I was sitting in a pew in a church. Mm-hmm. Or I only thought he could meet me if I was singing this kind of song. Right. And now I'm listening and that Someone heard him in a rushing wind Mm -hmm. walking in a labyrinth. Yes. That someone connected to God by the sound of a bird. Mm -hmm. That someone connected to God by sitting by the lake or on the gazebo and with the scriptures open and began to write something. Mm -hmm. That someone connected to God with their phone taking pictures. Mm -hmm. So, that you just begin to say, Oh, I'm not so weird,, mm-hmm. and also it opens up the possibilities of how God might meet me. So Sybil, if you were going to talk to somebody who was going to
1: plan, let's say a day of retreat, you know, I'm, I'm a pastor or a a lay pastor at a church and they've decided they're going to do this. And let's say they're going to come out to the Springs. What would you tell them to, to try to prepare their heart or, you know, before they came, what, what can they expect? How, how could they prepare
2: themselves? Well, I would tell them, um, to ca- they they can come in at about five o'clock in the evening, and I. So would why in sh- the evening? Well, that's when the cabins are ready.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if they're really coming here, yes, they need to come. Yeah, yeah. okay, so, okay. So okay. The gotcha. Cabins
2: are available being very at five right yes, now. in the okay. evening, unless they make an early arrival, which we do account for. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and I just say, slow down. Okay. You've already slowed down driving here. Mm-hmm. And I often invite people just to take a walk, yeah, become familiar with the space. Mm-hmm. now, for some people, they're come they're very tired, so I might ask them that, and just say, "Well, then why don't you just take a nap? Mm-hmm.
1: um,
2: that's really a good thing mm-hmm. and and you honestly can't hear God well until you're rested, right, and so a lot of us are burned out, mm-hmm. and so just say, "Come." Bring something that's nourishing and good to eat for your dinner. Read something that is pleasurable to you. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you there's something creative that you like to do, whether it's draw mm-hmm. or write, do that. But slow right. and sleep well. And then in our cabins, we have a retreat booklet. Mm -hmm. And peruse that booklet and see if there is a spiritual practice that draws you. Mm -hmm. And one might be prayer walking. One might be discovering the rocks that we have that have a scripture, that have some questions that relate to your life, that are just a self-guided experience. Mm -hmm. We have a labyrinth that allows Mm -hmm. you to use your body and to enter it, and to just listen to your mind, your heart, and your body, and uh, really um, be able to use that as a way of connecting to God. But I just say to somebody slow, and I often ask them, what's bringing you here? Mm -hmm. And once I hear that, then um, I can form a suggestion, and sometimes I'll say, if you would like to join us for a meal, we would be glad to have you. Mm -hmm. And for some people, that is not important, and for others, it really is important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Sybil, if somebody was wanting
1: to read a little bit more about the spiritual practice of retreat, do you have any particular books or a part of a book that you would suggest for Mm -hmm.
2: them to to pick up yes. or
1: peruse, or
2: well, the new one that has just come out is by Ruth Haley Barton, and it's called Invitation to Retreat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is really, really good. There's an older book by Emily Griffin, yes, and I think it is it Retreat in the Wilderness. In the Wilderness, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, that one is certainly good, yeah. and in that she has a um, she has a plan.
1: Mm-hmm. for you she does. In,
2: in coming on retreat. The other book that uh, can be helpful is put out by the Upper Room, and it's a guide to prayer for all God's yes, people. Yes, And in the back of that, mm-hmm. it has a monthly retreat model,
0: mm-hmm. and of
2: coming, of having 30 minutes of silence, of reading some scriptures, of journaling, mm-hmm. of doing something that is physically Right. Uh, some people love to run, mm-hmm. um, or they might have some sort of exercises they do, or a walk, and then then repeat the process again. But mm-hmm. uh, but that book also has a, a retreat model. That's beautiful. Well, that's beautiful. So
1: if you had to give one word or phrase or a couple sentences to somebody to encourage them to move towards retreat, what what would you tell them?
2: Well, I would think I might ask them. God is waiting. Mm. He is so longs to tell you He loves you. He longs to let you know how much He delights in you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and why would you not want to come and hear? that voice of love in the midst of all else that is going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And it would give you an encouragement for everything that you will face in your life.
1: That's a beautiful invitation. Well, Sybil, it is great to sit across the table with you on the property of (laughs) the Springs. And uh, and just uh, I sit here in gratitude for how God has used this place for many a soul, weary Mm -hmm. soul that has come up that driveway. And and entered a cabin and walked these grounds. So thanks for being with us today. And uh, we hope um, you all explore this spiritual practice of retreat. Thank you. Great to be with you, Joan.
0: Have you thought, I don't know myself anymore? Have you wondered, is there something more? Are you at a crossroads in life and asking, which way will lead me toward expressing more of who I am made to be? Are you looking for a way to understand the restlessness you feel inside? Are you seeking a deeper spiritual life and desire to rediscover who you are through God's eyes? If you've wondered any of these things before, you're ready for the life mapping experience of Listen to My Life. Go to onelifemaps.com to purchase your portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com, O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S.com.